Hey everybody, it's Lee the Appraiser, and we're back again for another episode of Amazing Appraising. Last week, we had a very special guest, Neil Kerman, here in our New York studio, and he's back again this week for another episode of Amazing Appraising. Neil is an artist, a businessman, and he also has, uh, I think he left the nursing home field a number of years ago through a very unusual story where... He had uh, some space and he put up some artwork and he got into basically painting and uh, therapeutic art uh, through running his nursing home. And now I believe he's a full-time artist and he's retired from the nursing home business. So we're going to get back to Neil and his partner and friend, Abe Shainberg, a partner in crime. And... uh, so, let's see here, Neil. Um, tell us, you mentioned that you were working on a special project in Brazil, I guess it was. Can you tell us a little more about that? Um, one of the programs I did in Sao Paulo, now remember, again, we're talking about going into nursing homes. Not everyone has Alzheimer's. Not everybody has right. uh, dementia. You have different right. uh Patients or residents that have different sicknesses, illnesses, and everything. So one of the programs that I've done, and we have it on video, is I dressed in a white slacks, white um, gown, and a white hat, and I allowed the patients to paint me with their hands. And you'd be surprised to paint su- an image of you, or actually paint you. Paint on clothes. me. Paint, paint the clothing. Oh, wow. Paint the clothing. Oh my God! And that could be pretty. Uh, well, well, so. <laughs> That's, yeah. a, that's another uh, Rodney Dangerfield joke. You know that? He said, like, the, you know, when he goes on the subway, if it wasn't for pickpockets, he'd have no sex life at all. <laughs> but that's another story. Jackie Mason going to the, uh, the Homeland Security, getting on a plane. But it's look, it's close. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to me, um, <laughs> what it does is you'd be surprised the response. Like People suddenly wake up. Now, what I say wake up, we're not talking about from Alzheimer's necessarily. And we're going into nursing homes a little bit. We're really here for the art. But sometimes it can be very boring in a nursing home. If the recreation activities are not doing things that are exciting or stimulating, then if they're sitting back and all of a sudden someone comes in with someone exciting and the staff says they never saw anything like that, the reason is is because they never offered anything like that. You have to be able to offer it to try to get those responses. I do a lot of that through art. But art isn't everything. It could be done through music. You could play songs from years ago, and suddenly yeah. patients are He's starting right. to sur- sw- mm. uh, the music sing. Music is amazing. I've seen that with my uh, I've one of my relatives. Yes, unbelievable. Just showing different colors on that's part of art, but it's a separate thing. But like music is like embedded in the brain from music can 50 take you back to a place in a split second. It could take you back to the place, and this is important to understand if you have music in your system. I am not musically inclined. So if you sang Row, Row Your Boat, it would do something for me. But going back to Elvis Presley or any of that, I never listened to the music. I never heard the music. But if, in fact, you had yes. a connection with a, per, uh, a specific song 50 years ago right. and you played that song, right. it will hit you. And it, for me, it might not, but for some of the residents, it might. And okay. We, well, you're, what you're saying is yeah, it's a very personal. Right, but okay. it's not only music. 
Some people could get it from smells, from baking. Right. So you bake in the... Smelling? You smell a perfume or something right. like there that? There they go again. <laughs> we have a... You know, in uh, Hebrew, there's someone called Rashi and someone called Taisvis. <laughs> they are both commentaries on the basic uh, text. So I have Abe Schoenberg is Rashi and Lee is Taisvis. And those are his grandchildren. Yeah. And um, uh, Katerina is Unculus. Katerina is Unculus. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you were Unculus. <laughs> That's just another commentary. <laughs> In fact, there was a famous wine. You know, there's a famous wine called Rashi. You know, Do you remember what their slogan is? You know, Rashi, everyone else's everyone commentary. commentary. <laughs> yeah. uh, very cute. Right. Anyway, getting back to the art, can I <laughs> answer some questions for art of you? Or, uh, Ooh. Yes. Okay. He's called the abstract chemist. So I yeah. do have um, I have a cousin that was an actor, and uh, he passed away. And one day we were invited to we were at the Beverly Hills Hotel, uh, and hotel. Clive Davis invited us to a show. So we met him in the lobby, and my cousin and I wow. get into this long white limousine, and he said, "Do you mind if I pick?" someone up on the way. I said, no. He picks up this guy and we're talking and I asked him what he does. He said he's in the music field. And I said, oh, very nice. I'm in the nursing home business. And I was talking to him about nursing homes. And we get to the show. We're sitting at, I think it was called the Greek Amphitheater in Los Angeles. And the guest was uh, who was singing was Barry Manlow. And everybody's yelling, Barry, Barry, Barry. And Barry comes out on stage and people are what time? Screaming. What year was this about, just roughly? 1977, that was, that was when he was top of the world, right? And he was on top of the world. And he says, thank you, thank you. He says, does everyone here know me? And they're going, Barry, Barry, Barry. And he says, would you believe I just rode in a limousine here with someone and someone asked me what I do? And they're going, who? And all of a sudden you see these, the lights are going where and all that. And it's on top. Um, so um, I've had great experiences. He used um, to write what the songs that made the whole world sing, right? Right. right. <laughs> and he used to do jingles, I think. Also, he did. That's for, how we started. He started with advertising. Right. Right. He was, he was a. Wasn't he the backup singer for Bette Midler? Sort of was. That, I was think that? he. I thought he wrote the jingles for her. He, right? he did for something Bette backup for he her he for Bette. Singer. You know. Right, he was he was really. Uh, he's, a, he's a New Jersey boy who from New York City, right? I mean, I think so. I don't know where he's from. He used to live here in the city. My my sister used yeah, to go to his house. Sure. Like, well, these girls would go there Sunday morning, try to. Tiny meet him Tim over there. lived in my building. Oh really? Tiny, yeah. Tiny Tim. Tiptoe through the tulips. Tiptoe through the tulips. Right. He was married on the John Johnny Carson, Carson show. show to Miss uh, Vicky. I just remember yeah. from uh, laughing. What a crazy guy! He was, <laughs> he was very famous. <laughs> Famous for for what? So I really I really do enjoy painting. Um, and anything else? Any, uh, let's see here. Isn't there? You had a, another famous. Uh, you have a famous relative in your blood here. You have yichus, right. no? Tell okay. us about your yichus. Um, my mother and Howard Stern's mother are first cousins, and Howard Stern and I are second cousins. And um, he is. An amazing performer. He builds up a tremendous career talking about hard workers. Um, I remember the story when he wanted um, an interview with Bob Hope, I believe it was, and he called up into the hotel room. I don't know if it was he or Sammy Davis Jr. that was in a bathtub, but he was interviewing one of them from bathtub, and he kept pushing, and he became one of the top interviewers in the world. The way he is able wow. to get responses from people 
and what he does in his interviewing, and he makes a lot of people happy. He makes a lot of people laugh. Not everyone loves him. And that's how I do visualize my art. He's probably the best interviewer ever, and Lee is like number three or four. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that's how I visualize art. Mm. Art makes people happy. doesn't make everybody happy. Not everybody um, loves my work. Some people ask me when they see some of my work, what were you on when you painted these things? Um, mm. And what do you tell them? I Chicken tell soup. them. <laughs> well, it was Chicken riding happiness. Soup. Rashi. <laughs> Rashi. I said it's not the 60s anymore. Okay, we're going to stop now and just take another short break. We'll be right back. Bagel Boss is one of the few kosher stores that are currently open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They offer curbside pickup, takeout, delivery, and immediate catering. Again, this is strictly kosher. They are conveniently located at 263 First Ave on 15th Street, directly across the street from Mount Sinai Beth Israel Hospital, near NYU, Baruch, and several other major dorms. They make quick, efficient deliveries all around the neighborhood to the hospital, all the dorms and facilities. If you need a quick bite or delivery, go to Bagel Boss at 263 First Ave on 15th Street for a variety of great bagels, pizza, and all other delicacies at very reasonable prices. Call Bagel Boss today at 212-388-9292. That is 212-388-9292. Or you can find them online at bagelbossny.com. That is bagelbossny.com. You can see their full menu and their wide variety of specials. They are also available on platforms such as Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, and Uber Eats. They provide catering for kosher food and they can cater any occasion such as birthday parties, bar and bar mitzvahs, bruses, shivas, and everything is prepared fresh with proper protocols delivered right to your door. Call Eagle Boss today. But one thing that's interesting also, if we go back a little bit, we went to the ophthalmologist and we were trying to understand why people see things differently through the glasses when I can't see it. And there is a possibility. 3D glasses. 3D glasses, thank you. And there is a possibility that I am painting that way in the 3D mode that people are seeing. So I remember the first time we discovered this, my wife is going, wow, look at that. And then other people in the gallery are going, whoa. And I put on the glasses and it looked just like my painting. Right. So that's exciting. Um, that's interesting. It is interesting. And what's also interesting, which is an experiment I'm going to do now in the nursing homes, is to try to have rooms that are calming effects. And mm, some of our paintings with the that. black lights light up. So you could have a painting or two lit up in a very quiet, calm room, okay. and they could visualize this painting and just relax with it. It's a very relaxing, mm. um, I'll show you some pictures very of that. Very meditative. Very meditative. Like, um, like a therapy, actually. Like uh, uh, back to therapy. We're into oh, therapy. Oh, that word is there. there. Don't you feel you're sitting in right. the sea? By the way, Neil, Neil's work is compared to uh, Sam uh, Francis and Paul Jenkins uh, when he sells at auctions, various auctions. And he almost got a painting into Phillips, by the way. It was missed out by one painting. But we'll get you in there. And, and they're combined together. Of course, they get more money right now. But Neil get, you know, gets half the money that they do. People love his work. And, and he's not scared of color. You see a joy, a vitality, and an energy like a Sam Francis and Paul Jenkins. So there's a million you know, abstract artists. But how many are like taken with joy and happiness and people come into the gallery and I've seen people I was there you know many times before COVID they don't want to leave the gallery literally wow. and, it, and it's that joyful energy that uh, Neil possesses and, and creates with that's the, that's the difference so I really I, I really enjoy traveling around the world you meet 
other artists, um, you meet people that come over and admire your work, they share techniques, and I am able to share my techniques with them. In Rio de Janeiro, we went to major shows, and it's really nice when people want to buy my stuff, and sometimes people will say, wow, I don't like that, and um, that's part of the business. Right. It's like I once went into a clothing store, and I asked the... Um, owner of the store, I said, how do you sell these ties? Who would buy them? He <laughs> says, what you don't like is money to me. Exactly. People, there is something for everyone. Some people love so let me ask you this here. Yes. What would, well, I don't know, but what would you recommend to uh, somebody that feels they have a burning desire to possibly paint or express themselves? Is there a specific course of action that you think they should follow? Should they just go and get a brush and some paint and That's start? That's the answer. Go get into the paint store, buy the canvas, buy the brush, try different mm -hmm. techniques. And when you have something that you think you'd like to sell and is sellable, I always say to someone, why don't you print up a picture on a postcard? It's not expensive. Send out a hundred postcards to different um, architects, designers, and see if they like your work. Mm -hmm. Someone is going to respond eventually, and it's not an expensive way. Not everybody can right. afford to it. And go with your gut feeling. Um, uh, let me just uh, uh, add to that. So we're actually, our gallery is actually located on 57th and Broadway, and we're located directly across the street from the Art Student League. The Art Student League, which is the oldest and most established art school, I believe, in the entire world. I think they were started in the 1700s or so, and some of the greatest artists in the world have taken courses and graduated there. So um, that's a place that people may want to just uh, knock on the door and... Uh, you know, maybe go online, and I know they've been giving classes throughout the pandemic. So, if you guys have that, or girls have that itch that you want to have scratched and look a little more into art and classes, that's some place to go. But uh, that's true about the art students. Like, I actually went there for one course. Not my thing. I, I I like to do watercolors. And how did I get there? Like Neil started. He it's it's a process. You have to find out what you like to do. And he's great at using acrylic, and he paints. He doesn't he doesn't throw acrylic at the canvas like a lot of them do. He actually paints it like a real artist. I, I've evolved into it. I, I studied oil painting and acrylic. I like the fast drying effect of watercolor. Let's say you want to know how to paint. Oil painting, you used to have Bob Ross. Now you can get, catch him on a lot of TV shows. But that's not really painting. You learn how to put paint on a canvas. But that's not really learning how to be an artist. You want to learn anything today. Go on YouTube, say watercolor classes, oil classes, acrylic classes, in every mode. And you'll get beginner, intermediary, yeah. a, a fantastic. You can see the greatest artists uh, perform. Not all of them. You you, know, you you can't see Neil actually painting, but you can see his works. You can see many many videos, and it's free. I think that's a very important lesson for everyone out there. Now is the time, especially people have time on their hands. Unfortunately, this is the time that you should take advantage of it. Right? I agree, and you don't have to spend a lot of money. If you want to do it in the beginning, go for the cheaper paint, see what you could explore, what you enjoy doing. They have canvases that are much cheaper. It doesn't have to be the thickest canvases. And play around with what you're doing. It's just, um, and have fun with it. Go with your feelings. People ask me, 
how do you start the day if you're doing it? Sometimes I'll just go into the paint room, which I have, and I'll look at colors. And sometimes one color hits me, and perhaps it's because of my mood that day, and that's how I'll start. Try diluting your paint. Try diluting it to see what effects you have with that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mix an oil with an acrylic and see what effect you could get from that. I mean, I used to draw as a kid. I was very, <laughs> my family says autistic. I say artistic. <laughs> but, uh, but I used to be a very, you know, I used to draw quite a bit in elementary school. And I just remember in class, I mean, this is a very true story. I went to Manhattan Day School. We had an exceptionally bright class. I was probably one of the least bright kids in the class. And I remember three of the kids, including myself, were very good artists. Two were exceptional. When we, no, we didn't paint. We just drew. So two were exceptional. One was amazing. I just tried to put myself in perspective. I said, listen, there's no way I can do this as a living. I got two guys in my one class <laughs> in the Jewish, Jewish day school that they're considerably better than me. They were just so superior to me. And one of them, actually, I stopped by his house two years ago, but he became a very successful architect. His name was Chaim Gross. I guess my question is, what form, you, you know, you're strictly a painter. A pa artist, 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 artist. Be only you're because right. when you say painter, someone right. says, could you do my house and give me an estimate? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something also. When I went to shows, people asked me, what do I do? And I said, oh, I'm a nursing home administrator. And the galleries were getting upset with me and they said, no, you have to say artist. artist. Right. It was a very mm -hmm. difficult Transition. transition for me to go to the well, word because artist. it sounds also look a little egotistical, a little, it, right? It, it does, but I'm an artist. He's a very good artist. Maybe and I'm just egotistical. He, no, no, <laughs> so you're, there is a possibility work, that I am there egotistical. Are a million people could do the same painting, right. it won't look that great, but your paintings look great. I told you right from the beginning. But that doesn't mean the other it. people's paintings yeah. won't sell. No, because right. other people, yeah. if they pursue it and they try it and they go after it, their work could sell. But let's no, get but, back but to my, question. My, my question is this. Assuming somebody wants to get involved in art, they want to express themselves. How do they decide? I mean, you go to the art student. Like, yes. They have a million different courses. You could they take do. watercolor. Yes. You could yes. take sculpture. You could take drawing. You could take charcoal. How do you know which one so, you so feel a, the best to start Okay, at? so I mentor a lot of um, younger people. And many times I'll say, what do you think I should do? I'll say, why don't you just look at different things? If something hits your eye, then go volunteer in that place. Say, can I work in your place for free? See if you enjoy it. Absolutely. See if you like it. And if they do, they might pursue it. Some people have might have great talents, but they wind up in other areas right. in doing it. They're making these choices. If you put your mind to go after it and to do it, I'm not saying it's going to be successful. Not everybody is going to, um, not everyone's well, going to be the best architect. Is it only money or are you happy with what you're doing? So what is success to you? You see, I used to be a lawyer, but now I'm a plumber's assistant. I make <laughs> twice as much money. I do. So, oh, you just like to flush it. I just love flushing, yes. <laughs> I should live in but, flushing, please. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> but oh, anyway, boy. no, to really... Uh, Cindy, who picks the guests for the show? <laughs> I do. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, for anyone out there that really wants to pursue a career, go to different classes, speak to these art teachers, ask them how they could, how you could become more successful. Ask them what they feel your talents are at. 
but it doesn't mean they're right. Do you know how many actors were told, oh, you have no talent, forget tons, it, don't even tons. do it? So many. Tons. So many. <laughs> so what can I tell you? I like um, Lee's beard, but if Katarina had that same beard, no way. <laughs> <laughs> this is who I do an interview with every week, oh. and it's, it really is enjoyable. Does Howard Stern give you any tips? No. I, I don't see Howard. I saw him a couple of times at family uh, affairs and everything. Yeah. Um we knew each other. I mean, I know him. I know his parents very well. Um, yeah. Uh, Ray and Ben. They're still alive. I believe so. Wow. I'm not sure. Wow. I, I'm not sure. Well, how old is he? How old is he? How old is Howard is younger than me. He's so seven. I would say 67, He's 68. The same here. Mm -hmm. I thought he was younger. People think I'm younger, but I'm not. But <laughs> <laughs> he's younger than me. Neil's wow. timeless. The timeless, wow. right. But anyway, listen, you're right. Why are you doing interviews? If you really want to be a successful interviewer, even to get to number two or number one, you would do it more often and you wouldn't be running the gallery on 57th Street, APR. Um, 57. To, uh, 200. Um, West 57. <laughs> Next to the Brooklyn Diner, which, is it open? I didn't Not you. right now. Oh, excuse me, he's across the street from the art school. That's I, right, but and the Brooklyn my, Diner, that's more important. And my gallery is in Brooklyn on Avenue M, East 12th, um, East 12th Street, across the street from a storage bin. But, what are you? But, that's, but that storage <laughs> bin. Landmark. Hold it. It, is, it was a landmark because that was where the NBC studios used to be. That's and right. uh, really? that's, yeah, where, show. that's where they used to yeah. film the shows in right. Brooklyn. So, um, wow. it, somewhere in the bricks of the storage unit, you might have an autograph from. Wow. So they took that down years ago years and ago. Uh, they built Maybe a nice more. storage bin. Are, are you working on anything right now? There, I also created a designed what I call sticks. They're sticks. 78 inches high by 6 inches wide. And the reason that I did that was if people had smaller spaces and they wanted to have art, what tended to happen was people liked it. They were designing walls with these different art sticks. One woman in the Hamptons took five or six of our sticks and she made it like pickup sticks and just put them all over in the oh, wall. I so I'm working on a couple of projects with the sticks in people's homes. Um, and many times decorators will call me. They will send me color swatches, what they want in the painting, the colors they want, and I'll take that painting, I'll take those swatches, I'll send them a sample of the colors, which to see if they approve it, and as I go through the process, I will show them where I'm at to see if they like that. So um, I'm pretty easy when it comes to that. I enjoy working with architects and designers very much. I don't mind doing custom work um, for the residents. So those are the different projects. Um, also, getting into pastels. There's one family that would like a series of paintings more in the pastels, more in the golds and the uh, pinks and everything. So that isn't my forte. My forte is uh, bright, vivid, Very abstract bold colors, colors, bold colors. But they're coming out very nicely. So I'm expanding my horizon and going different ways. I, I've actually seen Neil's early works were watercolors and very pastel-y, very soft blues. Because they were pastel-y. my works. Uh, a famous uh, artist, Vincent Pastelli. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, pas also the famous uh, uh, related uh, to broccoli. designer, Panay. You heard of him? Sure. J.C. Panay. J.C. Panay, yeah, very famous. I think they're bankrupt. So is everybody else in America. So I do stripes, I do oh, flowing nice. paintings, but it's in pastels. 
so I, I'm working on that now. This is part of my studio. Uh -huh. So you are your full-time artist now? You're not really. You're I just am a full-time artist, artist that's not traveling. Um, I because uh, you're a babysitter now. Uh, yeah. We have our children living with us. So, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's great. It's great. Their house had a fire, and um, oh no, they we live in an apartment building, so they have the apartment next door to us. Mm -hmm. But every morning, the grandchildren come running out. What could be better grandma, than that? Nothing right? could be yeah, better than that. Nothing's better than being that close. I took my granddaughter, three years old, for a walk in the snow for an hour oh, yesterday, and it was just oh. the two of us. So that's amazing. Yes, and that most also people in New York haven't seen snow like <laughs> you know kids <laughs> what is that what is that mun mun <laughs> so what we have done i watered down um some of the paints we went outside poured the paints into the white snow oh, and then when it froze you had all these beautiful color crystal frozen oh, wow. in the snow so we just that's had why fun people in brooklyn don't have to do drugs they just walk by his block what happened that's a chamber coming to you from the rehab. Come on, let's go. Uh -huh. Probably the largest snow cone in the world, right? Largest snow cone in the world. So <laughs> colors, colors to me are everything. I could work with any color. I enjoy all colors. I think it's amazing what colors do for people. But again, like I said, it's not only colors. This is my medium where I get pleasure of working with people and able to um, see people come by and say, wow, I love those colors. So you don't have a favorite color after all these years? Yeah. No. Wow. I've no. never met and how about you, Abe? What's my, your favorite, my favorite color? My favorite color, believe it or not, is green. I was going to say green. <laughs> I was going to say green. You look like a money person. It's not because of the money. That's like an ugly green. But I like all shades of green, and I make my own greens. Yes. I think nature's greatly overrated, frankly. But <laughs> if we create our own nature, then you become an artist. Uh -huh. We have the Blasio's new green deal. <laughs> it's really interesting. I tend to wear a lot of black. And I think a lot of artists wear a lot of black is because you're so busy with so many colors that it's almost a clash. And sometimes I'll oh, put on a blue shirt. So, so well, you do black. see people, you see a lot of the most creative people in the world wear black. Right. Like like because Steve Jobs says, would wear always a black, black t-shirt. Black, always yeah. a black t-shirt. A lot of people like that. Anyhow, I think it's about time that we wrap up this episode. Well, it's um, been a pleasure being here. All right, everyone. That was our very special guest artist and businessman and nursing home owner, Mr. Neil Kerman. If you are interested in learning more regarding Neil's work or anything like that, you can contact us directly at our email address, lee at apr57.com, and we'll be happy to answer any additional questions you have. So we're going to sign off now, and thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back hopefully next Sunday with another very special guest in our studio. You won't want to miss this. So tune in next week for another episode of Amazing Appraising. We're on every Sunday night on WOR Radio 710 on your AM dial at 8 o'clock. And I just want to mention that we are going to have coming up in the next few weeks a very special interview with one of the New York Met All-Stars who was on the 1986 championship team, Mr. Lenny Dykstra. So we have an extraordinarily interesting and entertaining interview with him. It's going to be on in the next few weeks, so make sure you don't want to miss it. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you, and hopefully you'll hear from us too shortly. Okay, take care and good night. 
Get a pen, everyone. Introducing the exciting SendTheFrame.com, a factory direct headquarters for your photo frames and personalized gifts. All delivered overnight. SendTheFrame.com is the authorized distributor of gift brands everyone wants, including Reed Barton, Nambe, Kate Spade, Dennis Daniels, Mariposa, and hundreds more. SendTheFrame beats any price so they can become your go-to choice without any worry. Frames for your graduations, birthdays, weddings, choose from all materials of silver, crystal, fine woods, all at Sendaframe with next day delivery and custom engraving. And just in time for Valentine's Day, listeners of this special appraisal show get an additional 20% off when they use code LEE. That's L-E-E, LEE. The secret's out, everyone. Don't know what to give? Sendaframe.com for all your framing needs.